Pickaxe. Howdy, everyone. Uh, every once in a while, uh, we have a session like we did uh, this last Sunday uh, for episode 22, where uh, we all just have a really good time. You get caught up in it for whatever reason, the story, uh, the, the, you know, the way people interacted with each other, just the general fun we've had. And um, a lot of us do things like take walks or, or j- just, just go and think about it. You kind of really get wrapped up in the whole role-playing aspect of it. And uh, that happened this last Sunday night. And uh, about two hours after the uh, episode uh, was wrapped up and we were finished recording, um, uh, myself, Rob, Justin, and Alana all kind of got on Skype and we just hashed it out. So this is us just talking about character stuff, just talking about... Um, each character, motivations, things that happened in the episode, stuff like that. So if you're not interested in any of that, then just go ahead and skip this. If you are, then uh, it's been an hour and a half long. It's actually a lot of fun. We we got a lot of stuff hashed out. Um, on top of that, I want to thank everyone who's donated to us uh, in, in the last couple of weeks. Um, let's see here. Uh, Frank Warner, Todd Richardson, uh, Nathaniel Mayers, uh, uh, Scott McAvoy, Devin Diaz, Alexander Faulkner, Robert Wanless, uh, David Fache, and Christopher Severs. All of you guys, uh, thank you. Uh, you know, that, that, that is absolutely fantastic. Uh, we have several artists working on stuff right now, um, and it looks like we'll be able to do things like uh, T-shirts and, and, and different stuff like that. So uh, you're going to start seeing little bits of the world kind of come together and come to life, and that's 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 really, really cool. Um uh, the website should be up very soon, and we'll start. You know, we'll be able to start showing stuff off to you. Uh, with that being said, thank you very much, and uh, we will see you guys for the next episode uh, this weekend. We're recording two for Group Two, so we'll see what happens with Ona Call and all the zombies, and if everyone makes it out alive. Look. Hey, 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 sir. Hey, um, does Justin want to be in on the call? Do you know? Yes. Yeah, he's coming. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just like I was. I was taking my walk and I was unpacking it, and I'm like, this. So this fight is like dramatic, and it'll be a real great like, like it'll be it'll be a great spectacle for the people listening to the podcast. However, right. we do it, but at the same time, it solves zero. It only creates a situation in the party where we've proven that one character can like like one character can impose his will upon the other and okay. that's not like that's not healthy for long term working together you know what i'm saying right and I, I like that's that's absolutely an argument to be made i i looked at it more of like i look at it more of like a buddy cop movie where eventually like the two guys who don't get along have this fist fight or something and like, you know, like, okay, you know the rest of the party isn't going to let you fight to the death, and you know that, like, you you may not even get to land a shot on each other, but that tension between you guys has become kind of a cornerstone of the show. And I, I get what you're saying about you, like, like, eventually it either has to go away, or one of you has to die or walk away or something. Right, right. Like, we have to find, we have to find out why we're okay with one another somehow. Right. I always thought, like, I, maybe I took it for granted, I always just thought of it as... You guys are down for the end result, the calls. Like you're, you're both down for it, and you, you, I mean, doing it alone would be impossible. And maybe, maybe even if your characters didn't like each other, that you like the rest of the party for whatever reason, or members of the party. So neither of you wants to walk away. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, like it could be history keeping you guys together. It could be, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm interested in Justin's take on this. He's, he's coming. So, sure, sure. But yeah, that totally caught me off guard. I was like, because I was reading it and I read it in a different tone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, right. And I, I struggled. I struggled with how to present it because I knew. I, I kept trying to be super precise as I was writing it, and that probably only made it worse. But um, just the idea that it, like, this can't, this can't sit like this forever, and like it's it's well, only yeah. grown over the course of things. And I don't see like Justin and I are both hard line. We know who we know who these like Malchus and Ironhide are not bending characters. You know, they don't seem to be. No, yeah. Hey, Justin. Hey, how you doing, man? Good, man. I just, like, I'm, I'm trying to find, like, I don't think it's, I don't think it would be wrong to, like, plan some kind of stimulus that helps Ironhide and Malchus find common ground. Like, that's what I'm looking for, because I can't, after what happened today, I can't believe in these characters still being willing to work together. Like, we are ready to be at each other's throats. Right. Well, like I there's think, just some cosmic force keeping you together now. Yeah. Well, if you look at it that way, then why are, why are most of us together? Well, I, yeah, but I mean, like, no one in the party has had the tension you guys have had. Like, it, like what, what he's saying is, like, okay, now you're down to, like, you don't even have basic respect for each other is what it seems like. I, uh, I just think it's, like, we both, not so much good cop, bad cop, but it falls under that, like, <clears throat> that idea a lot more as we keep going where it's like we each want the same thing but it's such a long road to get down that <clears throat> it seems like we're going to need something like this this thing coming up in the next um, episode if, so sorry do you mind if Alana joins because she's calling me no <laughs> alright yeah hey Alana hello hey Hey, welcome to the Dungeons and Randomness uh, recent episode spoiler cast. I guess that's what you landed in. Oh, yeah, baby. It's. Oh, hey, Justin. Hey, how you doing? Not bad. This is marriage counseling. (laughs) (laughs) We're wondering why we're even together anymore. (laughs) Yeah. We've just grown up so far apart, me and uh, Malchus and Ironhide have. Oh. No, we just. I mean, you'll. Alana, you'll totally get it when you listen to the episode. But basically, we're at a point where, like, Malchus and Ironhide have... To, to, I mean, to my understanding, I'll tell you right now, Malchus has zero respect for Ironhide. He thinks that <laughs> Ironhide is everything he's ever heard about Warforged now. You're just a savage machine made for violence, and the only thing I can count on you to do is for me to point you in the direction of things I want dead. Like, Did anybody that's get drunk tossed? What's that? Did anybody get drunk tossed? Not this time. No? No. Okay. But but the equivalent is about to happen. I mean, like, what does what does Ironhide? Let, I hate to like sound like a marriage counselor here, but like, what is what is Iron Ironhide? If you could tell Malchus what you really thought of him right now, what would you say? Well, I think like looking outside, like both characters have something going on. I mentioned this the last time we played, where <clears throat> uh, Malchus is <laughs> was was thrown on his back from a magical blast from somebody he thought, like, was gonna, like, just, you know, run up to him and say, Malky, and hug him. Mm. And, like, he's going, he has that going through his head, so that's probably fucking with him, making him pissed. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you right now, like, part of what happened between Malchus and Ironhide today 
was Malchus like being dragged through the entire emotional spectrum over the course of 24 to 48 hours of like reunite with Brianna, remember everything I'm fighting for, and then watch three like watch a three member clown brigade take a dump on everything I'm trying to create. I didn't look at it like that. I looked at it like this this spoiled kid was playing was playing Emperor and mm-hmm. he was fucking with real lives. He As, it, it was obvious that he wasn't the one with the power. He's just saying that's unacceptable. Right. And 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 you caught the part at at the end when Malchus was going off on Ironhide where I he even said I agree with everything you said to him, but we cannot say it. We, we must not like you almost like Ironhide almost lost us an entire army today. Ironhide among other people. Now, granted, two other people are at fault in that. But, <laughs> Dude, but the volatility between Ironhide and Malchus made Ironhide the target for Malchus's, you know, bile. <laughs> Yeah, somebody said, suck my ass, teach, and then he got really fucking pissed. Yeah. He just started screaming at us. <laughs> and, then, and then some other kid came up and like, hey, can I go to the bathroom? It's like, shut up! Get your chair! You will hold it! But what I see, like, like what Malchus was going through was the whole uh, briefing, but what Ironhide's going through right now is like, okay, well, his people, like, the first time he actually saw his people mm-hmm. um, uh, since he left his place was like like this is like the first time you've seen him and now he's in charge of like he's one of the people that are in charge of destroying those people like that's what's going through his head it's like okay well the first time I saw my people was like now my mission is to kill them all that is a terrible fucking crime for him like why would he want to do that and now while he's like saying like okay I guess this has to be done they're practically like they're completely loyal like 100% loyal mm. which are pretty much their slaves Right, like they were right. created that way. So he's he's got in his head it's like if I had to do it, I'm not going to be happy about it. So why would I be chummy chummy with somebody who, the way he looks at it also is like Carter's still alive and that's Malchus' fault, mm-hmm. and that's why all of this is going on is because Carter was still alive for 17 years. Okay. I oh, Jay, say something. Why? Oh, sorry. <laughs> so sorry, I <laughs> intervened. I out and made a pop tart. Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, I I was listening. I I muted myself as not to sneeze, and then my air conditioner grabbed the reins. Yes, that's the way the. Uh... I I yeah I I thought it was, I like the way, the way that ended was just icing. Like the rest of the session was fantastic, and then we get to the end, and it was. It was such as like, can we go a little further? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And it was so good. Like, I've never heard Justin roleplay like that before. Yeah. And it, it, that's, that's the thing, and that's what I would try to communicate in my post in the basement where I was like, yes, it was good. And I'm glad that we pushed it just a little further because I knew I wouldn't have that volatility the next time we sat down. No. Like, it, it's, it's like, cliffhangers are a great idea in television serial fiction. They're yeah. not as great an idea with improv roleplaying because you can't necessarily be at the same like dramatic note right. when you pick I, back up. Well, I wasn't trying to... I didn't know you wanted to chew anybody out. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to end it like cliffhanger style necessarily. It was just, well, it's almost eight and football's coming on, so we gotta stop. <laughs> football. 
tell you the truth, I knew it was coming. I knew he wanted to say something. Oh, very, yeah. very rude. Oh, oh, just <laughs> like ah, Malchus. I mean, Malchus looks at himself as the person who in the in the Malchus Ironhide fight. Malchus looks at himself as the person who always has to be the bigger man in this and just be like, oh, you know, Ironhide's just being Ironhide. Guess I'll let it go. And the, after all that he had gone through with with the breathing, with with having to know that Ian... Okay, Alana? She left. This is she left. I am here. No, I'm sorry. I'm here. Oh, no, I was going to say, I was going to say uh, earmuffs unless you want serious spoilers right now. <laughs> you have no idea. Like, I kept my, my phone was in my pocket. I, I was at work all day, like, for 12 hours today. Uh-huh. And I forgot to turn my ringer off, so I was getting, like, little tweety noises and blips, like, in my phone, in my pocket. And, like, I'm just dying to check. <laughs> it just, okay. like, it kept me on my toes all day, so... Yeah. Oh no, I'm. I've been. Ugh. Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't want to spoil anything for you if you actually wanted to like have it hit you in the episode. No, but, I am ready for a dessert, my friend. I'm ready for a cigarette and a fucking towel. <laughs> Good lord. So meets <laughs> back up with Bree. Goes through that whole thing. Remembers what he's fighting for. Learns that Ian has somehow deeply hurt Bree. And then has to go to him and be civil and diplomatic. Like, you heard how slowly I had to talk as Malchus when I walked through that discussion with Ian. It was, I, such... I was like Every word was just a, an effort of supreme will to run a diplomatic engagement with that man, make sure that he and his wife would not be at each other's throats over what I had just gotten her to agree to, keep the army that people bitching it, people bitching at Ian had almost lost us. And I had to be the bigger man through that whole incident, just like seething. And then I had to like walk out the door and look at all of the people who just nearly lost us everything. What, like what little we had in solving this problem. Like that's where, that's where Malchus was. And it, it was such a great thing because like it's been, like it gets driven into their head it's like okay even with Winterhaven on your side it's not enough no it's never going to be enough that's a start but that's not enough yeah. and then to go and back and just burn that bridge down the stairs like <laughs> what got me was like you're lumping me in with the with the peanut gallery like they're like throwing stupid jokes at them and pissing them off but it's like I actually had a problem with this it's like whoa we still don't know what happened with you and Bree, and I guess that got everybody started doing cat calls and shit like that after I said that because like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> Where apparently nobody else said that before, but it was like, you know, whatever. I said it. You're the only one to mention her by name to the guy. Yeah, when he still. so clearly had a problem with it before, like the last session we had. It's like that was obviously a like a sore point, and then you like. You talk to her and you you find out okay something happened like something big like even beyond the stuff that you know and then to mention it in front of him while he's pissed off while it's like okay well that was that was just a catalyst to that but like the, yeah the it was Thor and Yen were like <laughs> just, the, the, the thing that, the thing that puts them so much at odds Malchus and Ironhide is that Malchus Malchus's code is endure everything. And Ironhide's code is endure nothing, put up with zero crap. Yeah. And Malchus is like endure all the crap for the greater for the greater good for for whatever you're going after. And this like 
Malchus, I, I, and I put that in the basement post where I was like, Malchus is going to be unwilling to... There have been complaints already that Malchus is constantly going into secret meetings. Malchus doesn't trust anyone else to be present for diplomacy anymore. That's true. But yeah, that's, like, that's the thing. Like, it was when Dan brought it up, it's like, that's not... But I mean, that wasn't necessarily his fault. Like, yeah, I've done the thing where... But he's always been the group diplomat. He's always been the yeah. guy that everyone looks to. It's like, you want to handle this? So... There was time where the, the Lord of uh, uh, Winterhaven, like, he would pull him aside. It's like, listen, these fucking, these yen words out there are just fucking everything up. And once you go out there, cut them up. Like, there would be times like that where they would be like, okay, we're we're thinking about listening to you about what's going on in, jeez, uh, um, uh, uh, Overdale? Is that it? Uh, yes, Overwatch now, but yeah. Well, it was Overdale before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you're going to have to take care of this problem over here. And, like, he would pull him aside and talk to him because he trusted him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I think partially Dan was frustrated just because, like, it was his first time back in. Alana, he did the same thing you did, where at the end of the session, he was, he, like, he was complaining because he had such a nervous stomach at the end of it. <laughs> I felt bad. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm going to be up late tonight. I, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I had to go take a walk afterwards. Yeah. I that, that was so good. That's what I did, too. I, I, I kind of walked, and I was just like, I spent the entire time puzzling it out. Like, <laughs> Me and Dustin like, were just talking very loudly about it down the yeah. street. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... like, Sorry, go ahead. I, I just, I don't understand why these two are traveling together, you know? Like, I don't... I, we need something that we can ultimately say, like, yeah, we agree on very wholeheartedly. Because this is not, like, the fight that Malchus and Ironhide are probably about to have is not a like buddy cop two guys slugging it out and it's like man that's some that was some serious shit and I respect you now it's still gonna be like you know and then you're just gonna do this bullshit again aren't you you know that's that's like what the end of the fight's gonna be well you don't know that because it hasn't happened there's several like I already pointed out in my head what would happen on each side if I if I beat you or if I don't hmm. the thing that I'm getting like I see you getting through is like you're going in one step at a time thinking okay we have to make sure everybody's happy with this my character is truly the opposite where he's this is going to be a long terrible road where a lot of good people are going to die because there's terrible people in the fucking world that just want to enslave people and just rule so we make the sacrifices now we get it done as soon as we can and we don't have to deal with this again but but Mal- the, the, the the argument of speed wasn't like Malchus agrees with speed and agrees with like getting the portal activated, getting everyone together, and and like marching to their doorstep. Uh, the the problem came when Malchus thought that you could, like Ironhide could no longer be trusted to not destroy exactly what Ironhide wants. Like if I understand what's going on, Ironhide uh, tell, well tell me if I'm correct. Ironhide wants to mass up all of these different cities and teleport onto their doorstep with the portal thing to just lay waste to them as quickly as possible. No. Correct? No? Okay. Uh, there's a reason. It all fits in the backstory that, like, I have. It all... There's a reason I wanted to go to Umanyura. Mm-hmm. I, like, like, we already came up with a thing where it's like, okay, well, it's obvious that somebody up there came down here to visit Carter before mm-hmm. all this stuff happened, like, 17 years ago. This all started back then. Like, they were making some kind of deal or something like that where he wanted more power. Sure. 
So what I'm thinking is, like, okay, if they're technically all enslaved or whatnot, or 100% loyal to Carter, mm-hmm. we go up there, we deal with we deal with those guys up there, or at least we can question somebody to say, hey, why why are they so loyal to everybody down there? Mm-hmm. Like, there's I like my he doesn't want just mindless carnage. He wants a precise shot to their leaders. Knock out the leadership, everything else crumbles. Because mm-hmm. if we amass an army, I don't think we can actually... Because they'll just make more of them. Well, it's not that simple. No, it takes months to train them, but, like, at the end of the day... Well, it's, it doesn't... Like, they they got they have an army now, but it took them years. Like, it's not... It's not something where they go back and wink. It's like, bing! And there's no, a but thousand... It's a lot easier like, to get from humans or elves or dwarves, because it takes months to... Not birth them. Huh? You are on the right track, but... Yeah, that's not... It, it's not easy at all. Like, but it's not... They're talking about marching within the month, and we have to go out and say, like, hey, you guys ready for war? Because we're about to fight it. This is going to be Dragon Age all over again, so... We're going <laughs> to go out and unite the elves and the dwarves, and... You know this is Batman and Superman, right? Like, Superman is the guy who will get his ass beat, even though he has the power to probably stop it. But he'll get his ass beat trying to find another way, a more peaceful, diplomatic solution. Meanwhile, Batman would rather threaten and bully if it means cutting it off at the head and getting it done with. But the threatening and bullying that I saw going on, like, what... So did uh, did Ironhide think we didn't, you know, didn't... Was Ironhide just being Ironhide and not thinking about the consequences of losing Winterhaven as an ally in this? Or did Ironhide really think we didn't need Winterhaven to do what he wanted, how he wanted to fix this problem? Having Winterhaven is really good, but at the same time, Ironhide didn't think he was talking to the leadership. He thought he was talking to Uh, somebody who, like, I, I, I... Demand to know who's in my in my house at this at this late hour or something. Because he didn't mouth off to Talia. Yeah, true. true. I, I okay. shut my face when I knew that there was nothing for Ironhide to say. He didn't fucking speak. He didn't speak in the cave. He didn't speak then until Spoiled Brat came in. Right. Because how we okay. handled him before back in the uh, arena. That and uh. He never actually raised his voice or threatened violence to you until uh, Malchus got in his face. So it's not like he just wants to hurt people for, for no reason. It's because he was in the fucking way. Aeon was in the way, and he didn't want to move. Right. Okay. It's not mindless rage. It's very much like, this thing won't move. Can I put my sword in it? <laughs> okay. So... I guess there's I guess there's no way we can know whether or not the whether or not you know like there's no way we can know anymore whether what played out with Ian would have lost us Talia's support. Um, or it's, I feel like that would spoil something. Yeah. Okay, so we can't know. So, so there's no way of knowing that if either one of you was the right way to go. Yeah. Right. Necessarily. But but look, I I get like the more diplomatic solution is almost always the right path just because if diplomacy fails, then you go to the Ironhide approach. Like it is kind of good cop, bad cop. It's like, okay, send in Malchus. If that fails, all right, now send in Ironhide. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, like talking to uh, Talia, that was nice because it was like, okay, level headed, like you didn't do this. That's severely disappointing. But you found out this, and then her hopes were raised again. 
But Ian already <laughs> already somehow is shitty with uh, um, Bria. Uh, Bri. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I want to say Bria. Uh, Bri. Something happened there. And he is friends with nobody else outside that city. Right. Well, their approach has pretty much just been wall up, especially after the first walls were burnt down and the city was sieged and people died. It's like, okay, turtle shell. That's not going to help, though. Hi. Well, it's worked for them for years. That's why they yeah, continue to do it. Yeah, until there's, like, an army that is marching within the month. That could be, like, a week, two weeks, three weeks. So how you doing, Alana? What's going on? I'm good, thanks. Hmm. So, you guys had fun today. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm loving. I'm loving the Twitter. I'm. I'm loving the updates. I think. Um, I think that's gonna have people salivating for the for the episodes when they're coming. Oh, I didn't yeah. think I'd have any time to tweet, but there were a few times where I got to just like like this, where I'm just like, okay, this this is great. I'm entertained. Like I'm just gonna sit back and listen to this. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's just like leave it to us. It's uh, it's working. Like I want like daily minotaur. Advice. <laughs> oh my gosh, Yenward. Oh my gosh. Yenward's the best. Dude, Yenward was such a troll in this episode. Like, was... Got a lot of people in trouble. <laughs> There's this great part where he basically incites this small riot and then backs away. And then later on, Jake's like, and then Tom said, he's like, they forgot about me. Shut up, man. <laughs> How do I make a handle on Twitter? Or what is that, even? What is a Twitter? Um, you have to sign up for an account, basically. I, I have an account right now. It's just... Oh, uh, you well, want to make a second? So, the only way to fasten two Twitter accounts to the same email that I know of mobile. is to do it through a Gmail account. Mm. Because Gmail does not know if you, like... Gmail doesn't know that periods in email addresses before the at sign exist. So, like, I used, hmm. I used the, the original way I made my Gmail address was r.bizahan at gmail.com. But then when I read the article that said Gmail doesn't understand dots before the at sign, I made the Malchus account, and I just made it rwizahan at gmail.com. And sure enough, all of the emails from both accounts go, all, all the notifications from both hmm. accounts go to the same email address. Nice. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if if you if you have a Gmail account, you can you can do all kinds of permutations and combinations of your address with dots in it, and uh, and have a whole bunch of Twitter accounts feeding into the same email address. But otherwise, you can't because with all other mail services that understand dots before the at sign, it'll just it'll say that email's taken. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, um, I just did my second one up to my uh, to my Gmail account, but I mean I'm. You're going to be in charge of all publicity. No, no, no. It's Tyson. It's all him. Seriously, it was his idea. Well, no, I know. And that's like, yeah, I can't... I, I, I love the idea so damn much. It's just... You guys need to just, <laughs> just take that. Because it, it, it ballooned so crazy after like 24, 36 hours, whatever it's been. It's been crazy. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Um, We need to nail down a, whatever day we're doing... Um, group two next weekend. All day Saturday and then all day Sunday. Uh, we could do that. <laughs> we could totally do that. Um, I'm honestly, uh, I kept my weekend open 
before this, so and uh, Tyson's off all weekend too. So uh, whoever, who, I don't know who else is working or has schedules, so we'll work around them. Brian's the only one who's iffy. Let me see here. Oh yeah, wasn't he looking for his work schedule or some? I forget. He's not working right now. He can do this. Yeah. Be a team player. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what can we do to put Ironhide and Malchus somewhere where they're not? Like, it seems like they're constantly breaking each other's shit. Like, they're constantly just ruining ruining each other's plans. And does does Ironhide hate Malchus? Because Malchus hates Ironhide. <laughs> um, no, I think, like, they're set, stepping on each other's ch- toes. And maybe after this fight or whatever happens. Like, I imagine we're yelling at each other while we're fighting. And getting most of, like, the under under-the-skin stuff, like, the stuff that really gets under, like, gets on each other's nerves and shit like that, and then hopefully by the end of that, it's not just a fist fight, it's, like, coming to terms with who that person is versus... Because, like, the stuff that we mentioned, the whole, like, uh, being pissed that uh, Bree's in this uh, situation where she's not a young woman, she's a fucking warrior all of a sudden, and, like, having to kill uh, uh, the Warforge and stuff like that, being in charge to do that, it's like, that stuff's gonna come out, and maybe they'll find, like, a common ground to, you know, stay mm-hmm. united. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> maybe, I, maybe I just need to watch for a while and just, like, I know it doesn't solve what's about to happen, what, like, where the fuse is lit right now, but maybe I just need to watch for a while and, like, see maybe I just, I've just never like, I don't think Malchus and Ironhide have ever really talked in any kind of personal, like, so, Hey, how you doing kind of way. (laughs) Um, now granted, that's probably not going to happen within the first two hours of the next session. So it might, uh, what's up? It might, it might might take a long walk and finally start making out like they uh, should have. (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm saying there's, maybe maybe Malchus just finally says there's a power in you that scares me. Marion <laughs> <laughs> says, "I wish I could quit you." <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe that's what both of you guys need. Maybe Malchus needs the release of beating the shit out of Ironhide, and maybe Ironhide needs the release of finally being able to just physically assault Malchus, like not beating her in the bush, not throwing him, or or. You know, uh, speaking loudly or shoving him or threatening him. I mean, physically hitting him. That's, like, I don't know. Maybe that'd be good for both of you. The way Ironhide always saw it, like, the way I always think Ironhide sees it is, like, he looks at Malchus as a true leader, but he needs to take that extra step to be able to sacrifice things in order to become, like, a real leader that could actually... That is one thing. Like, Ironhide's never really questioned the whole leadership thing. He's not like, well, maybe there needs to be a new... It's not like he was always bucking for leadership or anything. Well, who was it who brought up that Malchus always steps to the front and Dan. takes... Oh, that was Dan? Okay. <laughs> it's it's always Dan. <laughs> but at the same time, I think Dan does a lot of that, too, where he likes to he likes to mitigate, or he likes to mediate. Like, he, he likes to... Yeah, yeah. He likes to be the problem solver. He doesn't like conflict in real life, and he I don't even think he likes it in D&D. Like, it's to like we're all a team this is a goddamn team stop it like <laughs> but it, like i i like i love it so much that he was trying to talk you down from the ledge and he made a good point and you're like nope fuck that <laughs> <Sad>. <laughs> emotional meltdown 
I had enough of you. You don't, you don't talk a lava flow back up the volcano. You just get out of the way. That's that's like I like a straight up fight. I was talking to Justin, and like a straight up fight between you guys would be both boring, anticlimactic. Like, just it wouldn't work. Mm. Structure wise, the game isn't set up for you two to really fight each other that way. Right. Like one on one in a team setting, fine, yeah. But it, yeah, there's there's more variables that way. But one on one, it wouldn't be very fair. Mm. Um, so. I, I was thinking maybe we can run it like um, like a skill challenge type of thing, or or just a series of checks to like give you guys ample opportunity to role play bits in between the roles, mm. but still have the roles mean something when they're done. Right. Because I was like, I w- when on the walk, I was just like trying. I was trying to put together Malchus's mental state, and Malchus is so enraged at this point that if Malchus managed to drop Ironhide, he wouldn't kill him. But he might take a finger as a trophy so that <laughs> I would always be reminded that I can stop you anytime. Like, that's the state. That is where Malchus is. And the worst part is, Malchus will, if Malchus does that, he will become everything he hates. Like, if, if Bree were to see Malchus do this, Malchus would be so crippled with shame that he would have to, like, take a week off. Like, he would just curl up in the corner and, like, watch his Netflix queue until. <laughs> Like you would just and just like eat junk food like that. That's whatever the fantasy equivalent of that is. Malchus would just be like, "My life is over. I I am I have become the monster, the very monster that I'm trying to destroy." Well, I, you sound very Batman just then. Yeah, I'm not going to kill you. I just just remember, remember I was the one who beat you. That kind of thing. He just breaks <laughs> off a finger. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hey. I'm going to wear this shit as a necklace. Oh, and it, I mean, like, that's one of the things that I don't think I have ever... Malchus is proud... I, I think I probably actually like Malchus better than, like, my favorite D&D character of all time until now, Cassie, that I told you guys about. That Malchus is so... He's so realistically hypocritical. Like, he's so broken in the way he goes about what he's trying to achieve and in the way he, like says he wants certain things, but then behaves another way in the moment because he's just so infuriated. Um, he's In that way, he's he's very sympathetic for me. Like, I could see Malchus very realistically walking the path to villainhood in all of his efforts to try to fix what he thinks is wrong with the world. I, I, now I want to know what Alana's writing. Now I... <laughs> we don't want to interrupt. Like... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to interrupt what you were saying because I'm just listening. But in case you were like, I don't know, talking to me or something, I wasn't around. I'm just. I I need to make dip. Okay. I need to make dip, and then you're going to tell me what happens with Brianna today. Oh dear. All right. All right. We'll we'll dish. We'll dish, honey. Okay. You guys. You guys talk a little more amongst yourselves, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk, and you're going to break my heart. I can't wait. (laughs) God, that was good too. Oh, that was that was stellar. I I real the I also liked the timing you had when you just said and now cut to the next scene because like <laughs> there were other things I wanted to say but so much of it can be assumed and the timing was perfect on the cut Thank so you. that was great uh, oh and there's so bonus content right here there, I, <laughs> I, had, I had prepared I had prepared a line 
in case and it got I got so close to using it when Brianna started like amassing psionic power and getting ready to like go off again. I was think I, I, I had this all put together where if she got to that point, I was just going to walk up to her, put her charged hand on my chest and say, I'm gonna give you three options right now. You can either blow a hole through my chest and be done with me, or you can uh, uh, or you can get on my side and help me fight this. But don't just stand there and hate me because that's the one thing I cannot possibly endure. That's that's gold. Uh, well, it was, and I didn't get to use it. But it, but I it, but there were other magnificent lines in there. I, I but I was so prepared. I was. You gonna... came loaded for bear, man. I was. I, oh. I I it felt like this weird game of one upsmanship where it's like I know like that's I was so I, dude. I woke up at five a.m. and I was working on this up until the last minute. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And it's like Justin saw it. I just have papers like typewritten all over my desk, and like there's it's just I I can't I. Rob's gonna run rings around me. I gotta be ready. I gotta. It shows though so much. I have never played. I, I have seriously never played in a game of Dungeons and Dragons where I feel like I could walk to the edge of the map and still see something that is like richly detailed. Like you are so prepared that I feel like I don't have to worry about if. Oh man, am I gonna go off the rails? Is he gonna have to like throw just a random encounter at me to get his bearings back again? Like, that I could walk in whatever direction I think the story should go, and that I would run into something that you had planned, that, that you had, like, ready and part of the tale. So, that, like... That, that comes with not having a life, right? <laughs> well, I, I appreciate your hermitude, then. I appreciate... <laughs> like I said on Friday, it's like, I was invited to go out drinking, and it's like, nah, I got D&D to work on, I'm good. <laughs> like, that's the, I, I enjoy that, and that's... I love all the prep work and everything. It's just, like I have to try and outthink all of you. And then there's a fucking teleporter in play. Now I have to like <laughs> oh gosh. I have to literally like have every fucking single place you guys could possibly think to go and do and see and talk to and ready and well, I have to have it ready. If you ever come to the point where you think that's burdensome, it's not unfair to say at the end of a session, "Okay, which of these directions are you guys, you know, mm-hmm. are, like I want you guys to like you know you have like end the session with all of the information on the table and then say which way will you guys be going when the session starts next time and then that you don't have to be that prepared now being that prepared is cool because then whenever we get to that content it's ready like you so mm-hmm. basically you may have like five sessions of content prepared just on oh, the yeah. basis of letting us do like the Mega Man level select screen but yeah <laughs> wow that is true yeah you guys, you know, Gutsman? Gotcha. I've got yeah. Gutsman loaded up. I'll the construction site. <laughs> but that's, I, that's, that's the play style I like. I like to be, like, neurotically super prepared. I like that. Plus, it helps me flesh out the world and have it be a living place to me. You know what I mean? Snows, like, man. It's, it's gold. I, I have, like, even the stuff that I, like, part of what so endeared me to this Cassie play- character that I had played in earlier games was that she was the this, this same kind of like deep roleplay centric character where I would constantly be making relationships with NPCs and like having like having just like stupid emotional teenage girl meltdowns like running into some character I hadn't seen in a long time and like walking up to them and smacking them and then bursting into tears and then hugging them just and just like <laughs> all of the emotions at once constantly um 
she was that exact same kind of character. But this, just like she was kind of hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Malchus is so so real to me, and that's that's in big part because you've given him great foils to play off of, and he's just he's had he's had opportunities to be a very very gray character. Um, I, I set out to play him as he is not good. Like he is like for alignment on the character sheet, he is neutral. He refers to things that he is trying to stop as evil but he's only trying to stop them because they're trying to hurt the people he loves. He's not trying to stop them for the greater good. He wants to protect the people he cares about and then full stop. Like it's, it's doing good for selfish reasons. Yeah, yeah. It's super selfish. Like, there is one person in the world who has just proven that the, the entire world is not bigoted to me. I will protect her with my life. Um, but yeah, okay. Anyway, I, I, I don't... No, I, dude, Justin, I, you haven't spoken in a while, and I don't know if I, I don't want to keep you. If, but uh, on uh, the no, no, I'm no, 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 I want to kiss Rob back. Hold on a second, <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> uh, dude. Part of that, like, part of me stretching, like early on, part of me stretching that out and realizing that this could be something more than random encounters and like stuff like that is you coming prepared for whatever I had, mm-hmm. and you putting 110% into the role-playing aspect of it and kind of, I feel like you got you kind of pulled everyone else in on the dance floor and said, hey, let's let's try this, and I think everyone else especially those early episodes, man, everyone else kind of listened and, like, it started off as like huh, like kind of almost giggling at it, and then before you know it, everyone's it's like the first person to stand up and do karaoke and then uh, before you know it, everyone's doing it Oh, thanks, man I I I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. I'll, I I won't. And you know, it, it's it's kind of weird to see how far this has come and be saying this, but I didn't make Malchus with much of a personality because I figured this was going to be like oh giggle. It, it was going to be like gig, shits and giggles. You know, bro yeah. fest D and D. Like I I came I came assuming that it wasn't going to be much, and so I said, well, I'll just play a mechanical combination that I think I'll have fun in combat with, and we'll see where it takes us. So. I, I can't and then once I once I kind of noticed that like it could totally like not only that it could totally drift in this this really rich story direction but that furthermore that wasn't an accident that was your emphasis like you loved crafting fiction you loved creating a vibrant world and and for character foils and all this good stuff like at that point I was like the sky's the limit now we're just gonna challenge each other like now now we're gonna have this almost like character drama rivalry relationship going on where we're both just trying to be like, well, I I can say the the thing that causes more people to like gasp and shit themselves while listening to the podcast. I can do more of that than you can. Gasp and shit themselves. (laughs) Full public view. You said something, I forget when we were talking, but you said something and I had a, I had kind of a knot in my stomach over it anyway, because I can, I can do this every week and it's no problem. Like I get nervous a little bit before each show and I'm uh, because I just want it to be good. But when it's been a month and a half mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh my God, now there's just so much, there's so much build up to this. And if it doesn't pay off then and you said some shit on a Skype call we were in, I think Alana was there too. You said something about something to the effect of, Oh, Oh, I have everything covered. I know what I'm going to say. And if she, co- she tries to counter with, so I got this. And it's like, Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I made it worse for me. 
no, I was just, and I'm, I'm trying to come up as calm, we'll see, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm furiously writing on this side, it's like, do I, w- w- no, this is all dumb, scribbled out, do something else, like, it just, like, I, I second and third guess myself, just because it's like, I know you're gonna come to the table with something, you do this thing, you do this thing where, it, there's a long enough pause where it almost feels like I should say something, and it's you either doing a dramatic pause or thinking, uh, like, I feel like there's a text choice of options, like a Fallout 3-esque yeah. thing where it's coming up. It's like, nope, I'm going to pick the exact right thing and then just, like, and say It's like, damn, that was good. And now I have to counter. So now there's, <laughs> it's like, okay. Because I, I, you can't write a script for it. It's all improv. Right. I can and have bullet points, but, like, you're going to say some shit I'm not ready for. So I stopped trying to be ready for it. Oh, yeah. No, no, the, the, the pauses... Although they serve the effect of just sitting in there as dramatic pauses, those are like so. One of the things that I really, really fixate on anytime I'm trying to get into Malchus's voice and deliver lines with him is I don't want to stammer. Malchus is Malchus is in all talking situations. Malchus is either completely confident of his position or completely planned his bullshit. Like he is, it's one of the two. And so Malchus does not stutter. Malchus delivers everything with complete and utter confidence about what he's saying, whether it's an emotional tirade, whether it's speaking to a crowd, whatever. And so in order to, and this is one of the tools that I use too when I do my Twitch streams, is in order to speak smoothly and have a continuous, like a continuous flow of words coming out of my mouth and entertainment coming out of my mouth, I have to get my brain roughly five to seven words ahead of what I'm saying and just kind of preload that much. So those pauses are me like walking through in the voice, the first five to seven words of my sentence. Hmm. And then my brain keeps going and my, and my mouth follows along so that I don't stutter. And I deliver Malchus the way Malchus is Malchus, you know, like he, in order for him to be the same character, every time I open my mouth, I need to get a touch ahead of my voice with my brain. Um, I got two things to say. Um, first one being that, Rob, when I do reveal some of the backstory, it will make sense from why I'm treating some people poorly. Mm-hmm. And secondly, uh, Psychopathic Warforged Rehabilitator. <laughs> that was an indicator of how much I am pissed at Ironhide. <laughs> All right? That is what. That's why that's in the Twitter account name. That's why that's. I'm that's gonna go crazy that, now. <laughs> that that was that was me taking a Malchus in character stab at you. Like the, like, what I'm saying about Ironhide on the Twitter account is how Malchus feels, and Malchus is talking shit to complete strangers about Ironhide. That's, <laughs> that's where I mean, before this session today, Justin. That's where Malchus was before today. Oh, <laughs> That's how far. That's how far gone Malchus was in his disrespect and like anger at Ironhide. So, uh, I, is, do you want me to take that off there? I can take that off there. Justin, no, 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 no. Go ahead. It's history, you know. Don't don't change it. <laughs> I just I, I just put that in the title. But that, but that was like when I made the Twitter account. That's where Malchus was about Ironhide. Um, and. As far as the as far as the other backstory stuff, then I can't wait to see it because I do, I do want Malchus to have a reason to like Ironhide's company and to travel with Ironhide peacefully. As much like as cool as this like 
complete emotional meltdown that Malchus had at Ironhide was, it's not something that we can have happen over and over and over again. No. Like, it, it, then it'll just become trite. I think this is going to be it. I think this would, like, I honestly think that this was the everything coming to a head. Like, I think this is like, this is the most inopportune time to do this. It's, which means that your hatred for each other supersedes the urgency of saving this continent. Or at the very least, Winterhaven. Well, it's just, it's like having, it's like having a thousand things on your plate and then someone uh, being like, uh, hey, uh, I couldn't mow the lawn today and I'm going to a sleepover, so, uh, you know, someone's got to get that done. Bye! Like, it's, it's just like, the the things that Ironhide does are that just one more thing on top of Mal and Malchus puts the entire like I know Rob knows that the entire burden of saving the continent is not actually on Malchus alone but Malchus puts that entire thing on himself like he absolutely you know believes that like he is only through his wheeling and dealing and talking to these people and getting everybody to agree can he possibly stop Overwatch. Like, that's where he is. He's kind of a megalomaniac. Like, he's he believes he's bigger than he is. Um, and, yeah, and so he's he is, like, at the stress-breaking point of things outside of the party already on top of him. And then to have Ironhide, who's a fellow party member... Like do something that like it, it was like it was like hunting his sandcastle, and he can't just walk. He, like you've seen how Malchus gets out of conversations. He'll turn cape swish, walk away. He he is unfortunately unable to do that to Ironhide because Ironhide's a member of the immediate party. Like I just I cannot get away from him. Um. So that's that's the mental state that that Malchus was in about Ironhide at that point. Um. No, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that off there. We'll, we'll process this out. I'll take that off the Twitter account. <laughs> no, if you want to keep space. it there, because technically we're trying to rehabilitate these guys. I don't want to kill them. So. Okay, man. I can. I can. I can leave it. I mean, he was just like <laughs> super. He was super pissed at Ironhide and just like looking for like. This is how, like, there is no social networking in this world, but if Malchus had a Twitter account, this is how he would passively, aggressively process it. If he had a smartphone. Yeah. This is how <laughs> he would do it. Just like, look at, this, look at this fucking robot. You know, like, that's what he would tweet. How about it, Team Malchus? You believe this fucking guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh. There, there, um, there was a tweet that I put out today that was like, oh, this is what happens when we don't walk our hide. <laughs> What a fucker you are. <laughs> he posts that, but you're a fucker. You know that? <laughs> I love, I really love that we've gotten to the point where we have 45-minute conversations about what our characters think. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Oh, um, just Smelkus was so livid pissed at Ironhide just for being Ironhide. I truly look at it like, these guys, like, imagine the shittiest week you could have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like your fucking dog shit on your shoes. You had to go to work like that. Like, it, it, it rained in your car because you forgot to roll the window up. And like, all this terrible thing had all these terrible things happened in the course of five days. And then, like, your neighbor comes by. He's like, hey, you might move your car up a little bit, and you just haul off and punch him in the mouth. <laughs> he was in the right. Like, like that's what I feel like. Like, such a terrible time. Everybody's like. 
begging and like all five all six of us are begging and pleading for people to work together and like i don't know it doesn't really benefit me right now it's like let's just punch each other until the problem <laughs> goes away what if you would stop sitting at the kids table and come hang out with the grown-ups how would that work <laughs> i i honestly think this was a big like a malchus a malchus heavy episode and then towards the end it was all <laughs> it was all you know you guys and then I think that the next episode is going to start that way and take this right, this right turn, like this this total. And now we're doing this thing. Like I think it's gonna. I think you're going to be able to work it out in at least some fashion, and then like move on from it. Like I think that at the very very least, like you'll be able to get to one of your... I, I think when we really delve into one of your guys' backstory, depending on the choices you make in the next episode, I thought you guys would be doing that in this one. Yeah, me too. But, but I'm kind of glad it didn't, because I think that would have felt rushed. I honestly think you guys took just the right amount of time in each one of those scenes. Hmm. Like, if, like, let's say you guys had figured out the, the gate quicker. Or just took a stab at it and it's like, oh, just go here. Let's just take a dive. Let's like you guys are kind of parsing things out and worrying about the consequences because you've kind of been burned by making decisions uh, quickly before. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, oh, what was I going to say next? Um, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Um, I could drone on until you find it again. That's that's. <laughs> I just I just want to get to a point. Like when I think about it, all of the big Malchus Ironhide, you know, tension has really come since the time traveling thing, which I think is a testament to how the the stresses of traveling into the future and seeing this world falling apart. Mm-hmm. was not like something like, that's going to be a plot point that was planned. It was like, well, here's all of the things that happened. And those coalesced into this incredible like stress of like seeing the world you know completely falling apart that's had, that's had the effect as though we deliberately planned the theme to be the stress of time travel on, a, on the crumbling psyche of the party. Because <laughs> um, the thing is, like, the world itself hasn't fallen apart. It's your section of the world. Now... Right. There's 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 a ripple effect to that, and there are things that have changed in the rest of Theria that you guys wouldn't necessarily know about because you didn't do a shitload of exploring in that first portion. So, like, you know that West Coast really well, that whole Western portion, because you've been up and down it. You've been to caves, mountains, rivers, streams, you know, cities, all that stuff. And, like, you've gotten to know people and places there really well. Whereas you may not have been as connected to everything if you just traveled the globe and went from town to town, that kind of thing. So that, like, the rest of the world doesn't view it necessarily like you do because they've had 17 years to cope with it. Whereas you guys are coming back and it's like everything's fucked, everything's ruined, everything's shocking. Like, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's stuff that's happened in Group Two that. It's also going to affect, there's certain things that have happened in, let's say, Brightport. That when Malchus gets wind of it, I'm sure that's going to be, that's going to be something. 
What are you talking oh, about? Gosh, I can't imagine. Yeah, you you asked me for the name of Malx's mother's pawn shop, and that's I was just like, oh great. Well, <laughs> I, I I can tell you one thing: it's not going to help me cooperate with with Ironhide better because Ironhide's become like the person on whom I take out my time travel stress at this point. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to do less of that. I'm gonna. So, I what think you you just need like a tiefling brothel. <laughs> Brightport is the place to go then. Like I'm just saying. No, I'm just, man. Oh, I can't even imagine going that route because, like, right now, Malchus is in this weird place where, like, oh, you know, Brianna, and and I thought of you in a very like father daughter sort of way, and then like, oh, now you're grown up, and I guess we're not technically related, and I care very deeply about you. And how it, old well, is all these characters? Sorry to interrupt you. Um, okay. Brianna's Brianna's twenty five. All right, but what about our characters? Does anybody know that? Uh, I don't think you guys ever put down ages, so I just always roughly assumed you're right in that thirty-ish. Yeah, Malchus is somewhere around there. I've sure. always kept it away from that. Like I never went down that path to ask you guys or put a stamp on it. Then the time travel thing is kind of irrelevant anyway, in terms of not really. Well, I mean, it didn't change your age. Well, I'm saying like that's why. Okay, I see what you're saying. I always pictured Malchus as. Not young, but I mean, like, yeah. kind of in the prime of his life. I never pictured him as an older character, because he can be, like, he can come off as wise and stoic and everything like that, and then do something kind of petulant. Yeah. Oh, he's so fun. He's so fun to play. Ah. Going back to, I'm, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it, and then I'm, like, I think a lot of one spoilers. Ah, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the thing where, like, like for the longest time, like, Justin as Ironhide would bust your balls constantly about, like, you shouldn't have signed that paper. Boy, you really f***ed out back there. You really, you really, you, man. And then you notice that went away for a while, and it went away just enough, it went away just long enough so that you guys could see consequences based on that. And then it wasn't quite an I told you so. He never went and said, fucking great job. It was more like, it was just... Blatant animosity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's fairly realistic based on, like, everything you guys... You guys haven't had an arrest since killing Drock. True. Yeah. So it's just been nonstop punch, 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 punch. And then this is the, this is the breaking point. So we I think need, it's... Yeah, I think it's really cool. We need our, we need our, anime, uh, our anime trope uh, spring breakup, or, yeah, summer break episode, <laughs> where, uh, where everyone goes to the beach, and we get to see all the characters in their swimwear, and all the... Man, you are... And then everybody... And then someone gets a nosebleed, and uh, that'll be great. You are so pushing for that. We gotta... We need an animator. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's just a trope that I find hilarious. Like, and, you know, suddenly we're taking a break from riding giant robots and saving the planet, because <laughs> we all need to be in swimwear for an episode. But, Katsume, you're a vampire! Oh! <laughs> And then Ironhide Senpai brushed my hand and I blushed because I was shy. <laughs> um, but uh, Justin, so you're you're down regardless of how we decide to mechanically adjudicate the fight between Malchus and Ironhide, you're down for having them throw down in some capacity. Yeah. I look at it a lot like uh, like this is the next step, the evolution to the group. Like not saying that we are the group and everybody else is extras, but like this is obviously going to be the end of these two silently hating each other every now and then saying, fucking hate you. But this is going to be, this is it. While we're fighting, we're going to be yelling at each other a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah. Would you like to just do it turn for turn, go back and forth, and just take swings at each other? No. Well, that's not right. Like he's damaged. I'm defender, so it wouldn't really be. It would be a one-sided fight. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. His. He would have a much better chance of hitting you. But I think your damage output is fairly close to one another. I don't do much damage. Since you got that sword, you've been doing pretty good. Uh, like, but I, I mean, your thing is like teleporting around and stuff, which would be completely moot, because he's always going to be attacking you. Yeah, right. that's if he, def- he attacks me or somebody who's not there. So. <laughs> Malchus swings at his personal demons. He <laughs> can quickly becoming the, uh, the Tony Stark of this campaign. It's like... <laughs> Just this alcoholic. <laughs> it's like, oh, the true supervillain is my drinking problem. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Regardless of how J- Jason decides to run, mechanically speaking, the fight, we'll do we'll we'll do the fight because we did work up to it, and it would feel kind of like a cop out. I, I was going to say that if you could find some way for Brianna to suddenly be present, like that would, <laughs> that would just melt Malchus in a, into a puddle of shame. Like he just wouldn't even be able to function anymore because he would know. He was becoming exactly what he was trying to prove that he wasn't. Um, there was twisting like the knife. what <laughs> twisting the knife. Yep, yep. I have twisted it so completely though recently that it like it would feel like it would but just. Malcolm, it, well, Malcolm's a character just begs for that. Like he is, he is. He, he plays the role of tormented dark arts practitioner very well. Like it's. You just gotta do it to him. That's his. That's his role. Here's, like, here's the thing, dude. He's, I wasn't. He's, you have to kick. I wasn't even gonna do like the 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 stuff with Malchus and Brianna. That I really didn't. I wasn't gonna go that route. And then, like, you made such a like you gave me a Jerry Maguire esque speech, mm. and it was just so convincing that I'm like, okay, that's that's really good, and. You guys are both kind of thrust into this situation where, like, she didn't she didn't want any of this power that she has. She doesn't like, or the the constant barrage of nightmarish visions that come with it, or you know, having her life you know taken from her, and and she just feels cheated the entire time. And then like you guys leaving and not coming back was just the icing. Mm-hmm. That was just like fuck the world. I don't care. You know, I you know, I care about people in a this shouldn't be happening since, but not on a personal, like, level. Okay, we're which, killing Wait, 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 wait. So which, which Jerry Maguire speech are you talking Like, the one where I met Brianna today? Yeah, or- well, the, yeah, the, the I, was, I was more talking about, not the show me the money, but the... the <laughs> <laughs> show me the money, Brianna. Come on, show me the money. Um, no, no, it was more just that, it, it, just that tone, that, that, uh, that whole, the, the, the end of it where, like, like, she's getting ready to cry but doesn't want to show any weakness. She and perceives I, it as I weakness. I am just saying the most, like, emotionally packed things to her. Like, I, oh, that was, that was fun. In any minute, she could have taken your fucking chest apart. Yeah. Oh. Like she could, and it, and she almost doesn't have control. It's completely based on emotion, right? Right. So, like, as you're as you're going through these emotionally charged things, like, you, like I kept, like, I wanted to get it across. It's like, okay, this, like, either 
she's going to break down or she's going to break apart your rib cage. Like, and it won't even be something she can control. It's just like, it's like, imagine being so frustrated or so like, and, and you can physically manifest rage or, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's huge. And she, she's 25. Like, it's not like it's like, she's a, she's a a well-worn individual who can, who can come at, you know, peace with her feelings and all that. Like she's had a child, not a child, but, because twenty five is not a child, but I don't think you, you don't like. Know if you know anything, though. right? But if you look back on your twenty five year old self, would you say that you were emotionally like able to no. deal with things? Like, yeah, I was like fucked no. up. <laughs> <laughs> I, basically, I was using the power of heartfelt sincerity to disarm a time bomb. Is what you're saying? That's that's about what it amounts to. Kind of yes, but it was, it, but it it didn't come off as manipulative or anything. It came off as oh, it was completely sincere. It was. Yeah. it really was. Okay, Alana, what do you want to know? Okay, well, uh, oh, my God, everything. So, Justin, I look forward to seeing what Ironhide's deal is and, and figuring out what's going on in his head so that Malchus doesn't have to hate him anymore. Because, like, if, if, if this goes on for, like, too many more episodes, I, I, I think it risks becoming trite. But if, if, you, if you're telling me that there's totally something behind it... Um, I, you know, I will take that at face value, and I'll try to find a way to keep this moving until I until I learn a bit more. And like, it, Malchus just needs to understand Ironhide because you remember we had that we had that one time where I was like, I just I literally was like, and I think this was the lost episode, wasn't it? Where I was like, What do you want? I don't oh, even yeah. understand what you want. Oh, I have that audio somewhere. I don't I... get you. <laughs> Somebody's just speaking madness into your ear, and it's like yeah. fries go on the potatoes. <laughs> Like Rob went total Brian Prasine's like, what do you want? Like he just, just like there was use words, you fucking golem. <laughs> <laughs> like I do remember you made Rob curse. Yeah. That was one of the first times I heard Rob I was like, oh my god, <laughs> can't take it anymore. It's it's like constantly a bait and switch of like I'm very angry. I don't even know why. Like, <laughs> that was oh. that. That that completely circular argument you guys had. <laughs> okay, but I just wanted to get that out there, and thank you, Justin, for uh, for coming in here too and, and chatting with me on it. I feel I feel much better about it now. Oh, no problem. Man. Can't wait for the uh, the next sitting. Yeah, the resolution. Two weeks, I guess maybe. Well, it better be. <laughs> month and a half, guys. We'll meet up again in a month Cut and a half. Somebody, I swear. <laughs> Okay, Jason. Uh, we need. I, I'll need your help unpacking exactly what happened with Bree because I I can't remember everything. Okay. Um, Alana, ask questions. Help us start this. What? Just... So we don't I... just read you a transcript of what happened. You could do that. That'd be fine. That'd be time consuming. <laughs> start. Start at the beginning, and when you come to the end, stop. Okay. Um. First, we, we introduced okay, ourselves. Okay, so she does like the whole floaty thing, and you like get knocked back, and she's like all high Malky, and I'm the okay, go. Okay, so uh, after that, so right, right in that scene there, then she's uh, she's she was kind of like she very quickly was like, you know, uh, there was so there was some like insinuation at the very least of like I hate you for vanishing, you know, look. Uh, look what the world, look what's happened to the world, da, 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 da. And who was it that actually spoke up and said, you realize it's been 17 years and we don't look like we've aged. Does that mean anything to you? Who brought that up? 
Dan. Yes, Dan. Dan. Okay. So Dan, Dan actually like kind of shocked her back to her senses by bringing up the, hey, you're 17 years older and we're not. Maybe you should give us a chance to explain kind of thing. Um, very little additional talk was exchanged before she ended up walking off. And the vampire hunter lady uh, kind of kind of gave us the grand tour of the facility we were in. But anyway, so that we'll we'll, we'll skip ahead to Brianna content. Liara, thank you. Li- I, I keep getting I keep mixing up Liara and uh, um, Liyakoka. Ian's, Ian's <laughs> Talia, 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 and Liara. Okay. Um, so uh, anyway, that we get we get a more exposition and kind of figure out what's going on and get get the kind of the other side of the story. And uh, Malchus eventually says, "Okay, I need to go. I need to go talk to Brianna." And so. He goes and finds her in what, what room was she in? Uh, the it, it's the only I guess it'd be her quarters. Like it's the only thing okay. she has in terms of privacy. So Malchus knocks and uh, and when when she knows it's him, she she kind of hesitates to open the door. And uh, I think I think there was just kind of like a like a waited out silence. Like he says he wants to talk. Like it's just like. I need to speak with you. And, and it, it's just like this kind of like, just wait for her to just, she wants to speak to you too. You just need to give her a minute. And so like, there was, there was like a, kind of a silence that hung. Yeah, Jason. It was a while. Yeah. I think. Alana, did I just hear you squeal? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have ovaries. I can't help it. <laughs> so eventually she tells me it's okay to open the door. I come in and I have Malchus start with like, uh, so uh, that's quite. That's, you're quite a shot. You're you're quite a good shot. Like you know that that like obviously we know what we really want to talk about. But Malchus isn't what, like Malchus wants mm-hmm. to address like the innocuous, not what we want to talk about thing because the what we want to talk about thing would be far too uncomfortable right now. Um. So we kind of unpack that. You know, oh, she has psionic powers. It comes with terrible nightmares. Um. But eventually, eventually, you know, we, we both kind of get to the point where we're like, um, you know, clearly, clearly we're, we both know what we're thinking. Uh, so I say, uh, well, uh, let's just get right down to this. Like, why do you hate me? And Brianna explained. Well, that's me. Um, it, it, it was just a combination of her losing her father in in the the great siege of winterhaven which it, like it led to her ending like it, like ian ended up taking control after or or at least you know being in a position of power after marrying talia and uh that she got to know him and what he had done to her and it, it was just so much of this being traced back to because you left right that was pretty much the. It, this wouldn't have happened if you didn't leave. That's and, she, and she posed it as you ran off on some big adventure and left us for seventeen years. Ran out with some floozy. <laughs> yeah. And so Malchus kind of counters like, "Do you not? Do you not think that I would have? Like, do you think I wouldn't have? Or don't you think I would have come back if I had had the power to come back?" Do you think that all those things I ever said about caring caring about you were insincere? Um, and she, like, she was kind of 
she kind of she kind of just accused him of you know like you still you still ran and at that point Malchus had to unpack like we were either in hibernation or time traveled for 17 years I wanted to be back I couldn't be there um then I, I, I can't even remember yeah, the, the, the argument did escalate, though, into... Um, like, it went shot for shot. Like, I like, like I was telling I was telling Rob, it's like, I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> like, so, like, I, I, I know he's coming with a loaded gun, so I gotta, you know, so... It, I, I just thought of all her reasoning beforehand and why she would be upset and what she's lost anyone that she's ever, you know, loved or trusted or, or anything like that. There's this whole... Yeah. Uh, Treus, after after her father died and she left, uh, she ended up leaving Winterhaven. Uh, Treus kind of took her under his wing because mm-hmm. he had left the Overwatch, you know, due to you know them being <laughs> just evil. <laughs> after a while, it's not like you couldn't even make the case for we just want to be safe from all the you know all the other races out there. It's we like, just want to be evil. We it's like okay, wait, now you're talking about genocide. Now you're <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. Come on. And so he had left and they, they, he had started the White Ravens and that's, that's, that's kind of where, uh, uh, Liara fell in with him. And then after that, um, uh, Brianna did, and she kind of learned to control her power a bit and, and just, just (laughs) Treyas ended up dying and we really didn't talk about it on the show, but he died in this this huge war-forged ambush in a quarry. Oh. Uh, and they, they brutally murdered him. Like, And he died protecting her. And it's the same thing that happened with her father. It's the same... Like, it, it, this, this girl can't catch a break. And there's so much more that's happened to her, but like, I don't want to spoil it. But, yeah. And I think... and And... Malchus at no point during this argument says I'm sorry because Malchus one thing one thing I was really convicted about is that Malchus you know Malchus has sympathy for her but also it's not his fault like he and he would at no point go to uh, go to go to you know just doing that to make peace but what he does end up saying is do you think this is the world I wanted for you do you know do you think do you think I I went out on these adventures and these journeys because you showed me you showed me a a human being born without prejudice and showed me one thing worth living for and for that I walked out the door every morning to make a world that I saw as not fit for you better for you Um, and with that argument kind of started to at that point you know, the, the tears started rolling, I think, for her. Um, but, yeah, he, he, he ends up saying, you know, like, you are the first person outside of, like, either adventurers who are by nature people who are, like, you know, we're as good of friends as you have a sword arm. You know, like, that, that you know, efficiency is key and, and you know, race doesn't exist for adventurers. It's like, we... Adventure is kind of its own race. You're kind of, you know, your own outcast sort of people, and everybody you hang out with is kind of like you. People who kill things and take their stuff for a living. Um, but outside of that, and outside of just tieflings, 
like he basically told her, you know, Bree, you're the first person to prove to me that people aren't born bigoted. And for that, I was willing to do anything. And I would have done anything to stop this from becoming the world that you grew up in. And I wasn't able to. But now that I'm back, I will do anything to turn this world around. That, like she, she said, she said, she said something about like, will you fight by her side, or 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 now I bet you won't fight by her side, or something. How did she? Good God, um, I have a terrible memory. It was something to the effect of, uh, if you feel like you can help, uh, if you feel like you can help, then then please do so because. Yeah, I, and then he he was he was like, if you if you think for a moment that I wouldn't help you, you don't really know me. Like the, that, of course I'll help you. Like why why would you think otherwise? Why would you why would you think you even have to ask? You you don't have to ask. You know that, that he that he basically kind of laid out this impassioned like I I was always here for you. It's just that I couldn't get here for you. Um. But yeah, then then at a certain point when the, the tears started rolling and the psionic power stopped crackling in her fingertips, uh, Malchus felt a little safer, stepping closer, and eventually was there. What was what did she say right before she she came over and hugged him? God damn it, I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. But it was just it it, it was more the visual of like her like it, it's like her raising her arms like ultra slow like like. I think I said something to the effect like they're made of stone. Like she just like it's like yeah. she's incredibly yeah, hesitant yeah. to do it, and then like she kind of puts her arms around him, and then just kind of buries her face in the tabard. Yeah, and she starts sobbing, and Malchus Malchus just kind of wrapped her, his arms around her, and uh, and then I had him. He said, uh, "I'm glad you made it, little Bree." And then and then Jason cut the scene because that was like the perfect line. Um. But yeah. Oh, it's, I, I just, I was like, I, I've got, I've got the, I'm glad you made it, little Bree. And then I, yeah, I know, it was like, squee, like, yeah, it was. Oh, my cheeks are from grinning. <laughs> I feel kind of like a jerk because, like, the way we ended it. No, I'll well, kill I, you. <laughs> but I think that's kind of, that that's kind of the neat balance where. Well, but. We couldn't have had the scene that we had at the end without the scene with Brianna, where Malchus, like, ever since we time traveled, Malchus has not known whether there's anything left worth living for. Like, he's been, he's been shell-shocked, and you've probably seen it as he's gone through every conversation he's had, as he's met new people coming into this new time. It's basically been like, uh, yeah, we're just gonna play it by ear, so tell us what will make the world, and, you know, I, like, he's, he's been kind of in a, like, Let's just do our job while I figure out what while I get my bearings. Mm-hmm. And now, not only has he found Brianna, but furthermore, he was able to justify himself and put himself in a position where he's not the enemy, where where she still cares about him. And now he like now he knows full tilt that even if we even if it's not time travel, even if it was happening mm-hmm. hibernation and we've just gone forward in time, there's no going back or there's no solution. Who knows? You know, if if we ever do find a solution, he may not want to go. Maybe he'll grow accustomed this time. That's what's interesting. Like by the time, like let's say a solution presents itself, would you guys go back? Well, I mean, we would all have to go back, or none of us, right? Because it couldn't be like 
because now you're getting into time travel. Now it's sticky. Because <laughs> if you can't just send one person back or whatever, because there's an entire party, and you can't like you have to like. Yeah, it it that's interesting. I I, I tell you the truth. I want to say because you know. This rate, I mean, like, we go back and we go, like, like we actually uh, go 17 years in, in the future the regular way, just by aging. Mm-hmm. There's no Warforge around. There's there's nobody I can actually look at and say, like, oh, he's he's like me. Mm-hmm. It's just surrounded by a bunch of fleshies. I mean, if we, if we go through all the trouble of, like, fixing this world, and then it's like, okay, go back to regular time, absolutely not. No, I'm not doing this twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zero. It looks like it's going to be 17 shitty years before the saviors get here. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you know what? We're, we're fixing it one time. And if it's 17 years ago or today, it's one or the other. Then, of course, there's five assholes out in the east somewhere getting in trouble. Yeah. That too. There were that, six. We, we have yeah. to meet them at some point. I, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm going to say this, and don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my damnedest to make the next session with Group 2 even better than this one. Well, that is a shitty thing to say. <laughs> Why is that? Because you guys aren't really good. Oh, you be careful how you finish that <laughs> sentence, honey. <laughs> the problem is, I tried to say that with Megan, and she got totally just flippant. She was just completely unprofessional. It's <laughs> like, so how dare you? This is a reason why you're a shit. It's like, God, remember. come on. I don't remember that. No, I think I think it's good that each group kind of pushes pushes Jason a little higher. Eventually, we will have like the 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 greatest adventure ever because we will we will have refined Jason to a diamond with all the pressure we put on him. <laughs> we'll just have crushed him into a diamond, or I'll hang myself with my belt. There's only one or two ways this is going to end. I, I feel like I feel like the odds are more on diamond than belt. I'm Justin, diamond. Justin, hide his belt. <laughs> but I need them for my pants. <laughs> I assure you, if he was very, very eager to hang himself, he would find another source of, of material. <laughs> I, like I said, I, I. He's very resourceful. <laughs> when it comes to suicide, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> He's done spin, it before. Everybody, positive spin. <laughs> I, I, it's uh, when I'm with my other family. I, I, it. it, it I, like it took a while for group two to find that story, I think, and now it's just like I like I cannot wait to see how they get out of the situation that they're in. But they like I would say that they're much more teamworky, mm. whereas group one is more of a series of individuals that have been thrust into greatness. It's, like it's a bunch of lone wolves trapped together. Yeah. I don't know about lone wolves. Like there certainly is a problem with Malchus. Or not Malchus. Uh, 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 Yen- no, there's a problem with Malchus. Uh, I'll go uh, with you there. Let's not, let's not talk about that. <laughs> there's a lot of things with Malchus that I like to change. Um, <laughs> Yenward and... Uh, um, fuck, what's his name? The healer? Kind of? Broadswell. Broadswell. He heals. Like, they don't have much in the way of story. Well, Tom just doesn't talk. That's, no. that's his character, and that's cool. If he's like a wisecracking right. giant minotaur, 
if he's if he's fine, just like you know, like being the guy who just like lightens up every scene with a wisecrack and being like the Timon and or Pumbaa of our of our circle of life here. Cool beans. <laughs> like if if he, if he likes like everybody, everybody gets different things out of out of role playing games. Some people come to just like man, I want to roll dice and beat shit up. I've had a long day at work, and that is vindicating. Uh, I, I like to I like to play a character who is in a situation of power. And I love to conquer bad things and solve problems that I can't solve in real life. That's fine, you know. Some people come to be the jester. Some people come to just do the most impossibly overwrought character drama and milk it for all it's worth. You're looking at him. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? There was that one. I, Yenward kind of. Hey guys! Holy God! It's 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 Eric. What's up? Not much. Um. We're 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 just patting each other on the back really really hard. Oh cool. Yeah. Who's Eric? I like pats. Tyson. Tyson. Sorry. Yeah. My middle name one? is Tyson, and I like always used Tyson online. So, but my wife calls me Eric. I'm on. Hey, are here. you from Crew One? The group two. Oh, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> this troll. This troll. Actually, I'm Jake. <laughs> I'm Jake. Oh, finally, Jake. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah, let's, here, fine. Let's do this. There was that moment though when like <laughs> Yenward starts saying all that shit and then Ian charges up to him and then at the last minute, well you're pretty big. You though. <laughs> you're more of my height. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not willing to talk smack to a Minotaur. No, but on the um Alana on the on the whole Malchus Brianna thing, yeah, if Malchus Malchus, at, at this current point, I have no plans for Malchus to take that in a romantic direction. Mm. But if Brianna initiates something, I know the first moment that that happens will be a supremely awkward experience for Malchus. Because, like, do you know you what are... destroyed me today? Somebody tweeted, "Can you accept this?" <laughs> I saw. It. <laughs> if, yeah, if, yeah. If someone... about like Malchus behind a door. Hashtag, can you accept this? And I'm just like, what the. I think it was Dan. I think he said, "If Malchus, if Malchus says to Brianna, can you accept this? This is going to get real weird, real or something." That's fucking weird. Listen to the to the episode twelve sex scene while I was eating dinner tonight. It was weird. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm so so sorry. Yeah. Hey, dinner and a show. Yeah. Let me let me apologize for past Jason. I am sorry. (laughs) There was there was something odd about eating like a you know a foot long sub from Subway while listening to like dude on dude sex scene. Oh God! You had to say foot long. <laughs> but the, yeah, all, all I know is if is if anything ever happens with Brianna and Malchus in that direction, like all I know is the first scene will be extremely awkward as he's like, "You're two different people in my head now," and I I am gonna have a huge struggle reconciling which one of those I think you are. Well, but and you're not. That, I don't know if it's viable or not. Like that's totally open, and that's actually really interesting. What's interesting if someone else tried to? Oh man! Oh oh! If someone else tries to date Brianna, Malchus will just go father figure. Like that's all. It'll just be like a switch. Like suddenly, Malchus will be like dad with dad with shotgun on the porch. So I hear you want to take my daughter. (laughs) Tiefling with a shotgun. Oh, that's what it turned into. He will go. He will become. He'll just turn into dad. He'll just be. 
telling you, just, man, one uh, day, one day we're going to be at PAX and we're going to be backstage laughing about this. I'm telling you. Oh, gosh. One day. Yeah, I sent you my bio tonight by email. Oh, Rocket, yes. Yeah. Uh, Justin, Rob, don't forget about those. Right, right. I haven't done my now. What are you talking about? The <laughs> bios? I gave you my bio. No, 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 not for your character, for you. Okay, whatever, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm Justin Massey, and I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> That's only an just, just, just reuse the Ironhide bio for me. <laughs> I'm also Warforged. <laughs> I'm not fucked up in the head at all. <laughs> My ability to act as a Warforged comes from rich life, real life experience. <laughs> That's how they'd act. We're finding out that, that Warforged and gnomes are dicks, just in different ways. <laughs> I keep forgetting that uh, Eric's a gnome. Yeah. The same as like a normal human, but then like he's like two feet off the ground. Yeah, he'll do stuff constantly, like the break the table leg off to use it as a crutch. <laughs> it's like, that's adorable, yes, we gotta do that. Of course, somebody could always just pick him up. Yeah, I would always, like, I always thought about that, and it's like, you'd imagine that'd be humiliating. Yeah, but if you have a fucked up leg... Well, in the situation that they're in right now, maybe. Like, maybe that would make sense, but I mean... Like, when they were just leaving the room, they didn't know that the entire place was infested with the undead, so... I got a strong feeling that the next sit-down is going to be about 15 minutes long, and most of that's going to be somebody munching on them. <laughs> like, there's no good way that, like, okay, there's a giant tiefling uh, chasing you down, he's breaking through the door, and then you go out here where there's just several, several dozen uh, zombies out there waiting for you. The sad thing is, is while uh, while Valis, the zombified tiefling, was chasing us down and breaking through the door, the Steve Blackman music was playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that that is, that they, right now the room you're in, there is no there is no easy way out of that. Like that's either stay and fight the 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 pretty fresh recent fighter corpses, or go out into the arena where they may be. They may be weaker, but there's dozens and dozens and dozens of them. And I have the maps all laid out. Oh. The funny <laughs> thing is, the doors game broke down anyway. He's going to be right there. I tested the table, man. I did not know that you could fit that many tokens on there. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm not really worried because Brad Pitt's just going to pop out and inject me with meningitis, and I'll be like, see you guys, and just leave. <laughs> after, after enjoying a fine Coke. Yeah. What? Talk about World War Z and how shitty it is. So, what happened? Do you want to Brad break that Pitt down saves, for him? Brad Pitt saves the world by injecting himself with meningitis and drinking a Pepsi. Apparently the cure for, you know, the, the thing that makes you immune to zombies is, is having meningitis. Yeah. And a Pepsi. And a Pepsi. That's crazy. I'm a meningitis well, survivor. Yeah. You shouldn't have drank that Pepsi. That's where they put the meningitis. That's where they get you. <laughs> All right, good night, guys. I'm going back upstairs. Good night. I almost feel bad now that we just talked out that whole Brianna scene because I, you, just, you need to hear it. Like, we didn't do it justice just now. It was so good in the moment. No, but, like, believe me, believe me, I'm going to listen to this tomorrow at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Right, Jason? Yeah, um, if you let Jason edit it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that sleep thing everyone's just been talking about. Just hand it a rough about. copy. <laughs> you don't want that. 
<laughs> you don't want that. It's like six hours long. <laughs> this is how I decompress by talking the shit out of something. And this, like, the walk didn't do it. Like, I, I came back and I'm just like, oh, man, that was so good. Uh, J- Ask Justin, the only fucking thing I kept, like, we would talk and it's like, man, it was good. Man, it was good. Like it. Yeah, we were talking about a lot of stuff, like a lot of things yeah. about the episode and how everything just seemed to come together in this one. I think next one is, like, I'm looking forward to that one the most because get some shit out of the way and, like, just keep building on the story. I, I don't um, know... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just... I'm, like, in in, in the vein of, of spoiling, Rob, seriously, like, episodes 20 and 21, mm-hmm. I was I was there. Mm-hmm. And when they were aired, it's like I wasn't even there. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, I'm listening and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm just riveted. I... I what the hell's going to happen next? I'm like, fuck, I was there. I know what happened next. <laughs> like, it's just so exciting. That music at the end of 21 really fucking helped that scene out. If you listen in the back, you might not even notice. But there's there's, there's this, the, the, this, it's just suspense strings, basically. Mm. But they start out really, really soft. And as you guys are rolling to check to see if you open the door, they get louder. And there's this thump mm-hmm. that accompanies it. <laughs> it's just boom. Boom! Which it, it's, it fits so well with the door. It's like, God damn it, that's awesome. I can't. I I wish. I know I listened, but I don't. I can't. I mean, it's not. Oh coming. no, it's fine. No. It, it's it's a background thing. It's just It'll one of the, like because I'm li- I'm halfway through episode twenty again right now. So, <laughs> how are you guys going to handle the bites? Oh, they don't know yet. <sighs> well, is it going to be like, uh, oh, roll a? Uh, he got to you. Roll a twenty-sided die, like a flat twenty, and like depending nope. on what it is, he might actually get a chunk. Well, I mean, if they get bitten, they get bitten. I, I'm not going to tell them what happens when they get bitten. That Where would the fun be in that? Exactly. Because we've kind of come up with our own rules for, you know, things like vampires or, or the, the, the the healing thing. We, we've kind of come up with our own mechanics for anything that, like, we felt, like, kind of encroached on our version of D&D, I guess, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, so it's not completely broken and shit. There's no overpowered class. Yeah, because I envision the regular world of D&D is this ridiculously magical place where it's just people fart unicorns and, like, I'm off to work, wee and just take, like, <laughs> this ridiculous, like, monkey farts a lollipop or something. Uh, like, speaking just, of unicorns, um, are you going to get the uh, the Borderlands 2 uh, DLC music? I did already. You did? All right, cool. Yeah, that, that uh, uh, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragons, that music is fantastic. Like it's, did you it's, guys actually start in on that? I kind of we we kind of did just a little bit. Okay, well, no, um, it's good. Uh, you know, it's not like a confession. It's like we asked you. I just you did, and I was out helping a friend pick up a motorcycle. I would gladly start over again, Rob. <laughs> yeah, gladly. Well, it's really good. Well, don't worry about it tonight because I, no. don't, I don't. It's already it's getting into the late evening here so alana would fuck me up if i don't get that episode ready by tomorrow this is some point. 